I was a, a, a very adamant director about mm-hmm. getting a horse onto set because <laughs> okay. I felt like... It, I'm sure your producers loved that. They, you know what? I said it to them very early on. I was like, there's going to be a horse and <laughs> it's important that there is a horse. My name is Wes Givens and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with Davi Pena. He's a writer-director here at SCAD and his most recent project, The Fray, premiered this weekend at a film exhibition put on entirely by students called Off the Block. We discussed what it was like building a world for this project, how shooting on film affected the process, and what Davi learned about himself throughout the whole process. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 19 of the Tungsten Originals podcast. Davi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's been a hot second since we've seen each other. It has. It's been we, a minute. We had a we had a class together last quarter, but uh, I don't think this is my first time seeing you like this quarter at all. I think so. Because we don't have any classes yeah. together, and we're both busy boys. Oh, busy as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Busy, busy. Um, yeah. So what have you been working on this quarter? Um, so this quarter, uh, me and a few of my friends have started to schedule this film festival called Off the Block yeah. Film Exhibition. So we've been organizing that. Uh, okay. We were kind of just, you know, everyone here at SCAD and... and uh, probably any college across the country yeah. is so busy yeah. at least as a filmmaker uh, it's so busy yeah, making totally. stuff yeah. and making content mm-hmm. and some of it never gets to see the light of day like we just make stuff yeah, and that's such we a common just, thing yeah we just upload it and it uh mm-hmm. just goes into the vortex of the internet world yeah exactly um so we wanted to you know provide our friends and the community with the opportunity to you know, show these films that we spend so much time on in yeah. a theater and, like, experience it with people and, and listen to it with sound and, like, just have that theater experience. Yeah. So we've just been organizing that, and it has been a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, like, the, yeah. the details, this Friday, right? Yeah. Friday, May 24th at the Tybee Post Theater, we've got narrative films, music videos, fashion films, and experimental films. Yes. And it's $5 yeah. online and $10 at the door. That is correct. Um, details and links to all that stuff is in the description. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, it's today when it's happening. Yep. So, like, where did the idea for Off the Block come from? Because that is that is such a thing with, like, I mean, the only time we get to show our stuff is like like at a theater is like the senior showcase but that's only if it's like a senior film and it's during the week of classes so not everyone can come you know so it is kind of rare to like see stuff on the on an actual movie screen instead of someone's laptop which is like what it usually is (laughs) so like where um where did the idea come from and what it what has it been like planning this because i wouldn't even know where to begin with like organizing Um, something like that well the idea the idea came from my friend liz and she's you know someone else that's also organizing this thing with me and she uh really just wanted to organize something for our friends and like you know have a time where we all get together and watch each other's films yeah and then it became about like well this what about this community of filmmakers like we all make stuff yeah let's see if we can do something where we have screenings of all these films that we all make, mm-hmm. and we invite all of our friends and all the people that worked out to them, yeah. wor- worked on them, yeah. and anyone else in the community that wants to be a part of it, and just like, just let's share our films and like have that theater experience where people yeah. go to the theater and they experience your film, and yeah. you know they experience it. Yeah. Sound is, actual experience. Yeah, yeah. Like sound is a whole experience in itself when you're in yeah, a dark totally. theater. So that's Liz really came up with the idea for this. So okay. I gotta 
credit her for that. Let's see, what's her last name? Liz Crosher. I'm sorry, Liz, if I'm picturing this. I really don't pronounce your last name much. Crosher. Shout out to Her name's Liz. Okay. She's the boss. Um, But man, planning this has been. <laughs> it's been quite the undertaking. Yeah. So, how long ago was that? I like. Did she come up with that idea? Because it was originally just to just to view the fray, right? Originally, I mean, we always wanted to premiere the fray. Yeah. But there had been so many films that we had all worked on the past year that yeah, there was so much that should have been premiered. Um, yeah, totally. So, I think that's where the idea stemmed from, okay. and it stemmed, I think, back in maybe. The end of winter break is when I first heard oh, about it. Damn. Okay. That's when like so that's like, not when we started organizing it, but yeah. that's when we first it's like December or January. Yeah, that was like when Liz I think had the idea. Okay. Gotcha. And then uh, around the beginning of spring quarter, we like talked about it and we were figuring out a name. And I said, "What about off the block?" Yeah. Like we all, because it's it's funny. All of us who work on each other's films, we really all live pretty much on the same block. Like okay. like there's nice. five of us that live on one block, and then like like 500 feet over the next block yeah, there's like yeah. another bunch of us yeah so it's like this will be our time to get off the block yes and go experience nice. our, our films so that's where the name came from yeah but you know this <laughs> it's been like a film production you know yeah, so totally. much planning so yeah. much logistics organizing uh and coordinating people to get you their stuff in on time yeah and marketing that and trying to get the word out and yeah then there's all the stuff with, you know, DCPs, and I didn't yeah. even know what a DCP was until I, you know, this. Yeah, explain um, what a DCP is for those who may not know. So a DCP is pretty much a file format um, specialized for uh, projectors. Yeah. So, you know, you have your ProRes file when you save. This is getting real techy for no one that gives a shit about <laughs> film. But you have your ProRes files that you save to retain image quality, and then you yeah. have DCPs, which are specialized for projectors. Yeah. And you have to put it through a certain software, and it can render out for hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours, and hours, and hours. It just goes on. Yeah. Um, so just, like, making sure people can get us their DCPs on time yeah. or whatever. And it's just, it's been a learning process and a learning yeah. experience, um, but it's been a fun process. Yeah. I think we're going to do it every year. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. That was going to be one of, my, one of my questions is if it was going to be uh, annual because I think it's a great opportunity to, for like people, you know, any class, no matter what class it is, to right. like show stuff. So how did y'all find the Tabby Post Theater? Well, originally we looked at, you know, the Lucas Theater here and Trustees, yeah. of course, and that didn't work out. Yeah. Thanks, Gad. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supporting your students. Anyways. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. Uh, I will say that does not surprise me. No, that it was it didn't not surprise us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then we just started looking around for theaters and independent theaters, and there's, yeah. there's not too many in, in Savannah. Yeah, there's a few, but there's not too many. Um, and what ones there were, they were just way out of our price range. Gotcha. Um, and then you know we started looking. People go to Tybee Island yeah. all the time, so we started looking a little bit out of Savannah. We found yeah. Tybee Post and. It's a nice place. It, it's yeah. historic. It's been around since nice. like the mid 1900s, maybe early mid 18, 1800s, maybe. I don't know. Damn, it's really okay. old. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice quaint little theater on the beach. And yeah. It was in our price range and it just looked like the right place. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're hearing this the day this podcast comes out, head on over to Tybee if you're in the area and go see some awesome movies. Um, yes. So your movie, The Fray, is premiering there. Yeah. And before we talk about The Fray, I want to talk about your history as a filmmaker and how you ended up here at SCAD right. and like what that journey has been like. So where are you from? What's your, what's your early um, story, <laughs> if you will? Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Long Island, New York, okay. uh, a town called Sayville. It's on the South Shore. 
And I think I got into filmmaking. I think I made my first movie when I was in eighth grade. Like nice eighth grade, maybe going into ninth. Yeah. But before then, you know, I'd always been obsessed with Legos. Okay, uh, nice. Legos and clay. I'd always yeah. make animations with them. I'd oh, make stop gotcha. motions or claymations. Nice. And that kind of freedom to just create a world and yeah. whatever and the story and yeah. characters and whatever I wanted. I felt like I was playing God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, exactly. You know, it was a little obscure to say, but it, that's what it felt like. And it was yeah, cool totally. to just have control of like a story and a narrative and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when it all started. And then it sprouted into film when I got, when I convinced friends to do movies with me. Yeah. That's um, totally what it is when you're starting out. It's, it's convincing just convincing people. I'd be like, yo, guys, we're going to go shoot. A war film. I got airsoft guns. We yeah. got a quad. It's gonna yeah. look sick. Yeah. Um, of course, it never does. But, yeah, it looks um, terrible all the know, time. <laughs> it was part of convincing. So I think I made my first movie in ninth grade, and okay. it was all on my iPad. I shot it on my. Nice. I wrote it on my iPad. I shot it on my iPad. I edited it on my iPad. Nice. I color graded it on my iPad. Shout and, out to the iPad. And I uploaded it all <laughs> off the iPad. Shout out to the iPad. Nice. Great filmmaking tool if you're uh, thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, just and after that, I was just so enthralled with the process, like making yeah. it, like actually making the movie, like yeah. just having fun with my friends and like going to look, like still to this day, like location scouting is one of my favorite yeah. things to do because you're just going out and you're looking at these spaces and like imagining you're generating what you can do. Idea, exactly. Yeah, um, and I think that's where like my love for it derived from was just the yeah. moments, like filmmaking like actually yeah. making the film yeah totally um and then there's always the end product which is either shit or it's really good yeah. if it's really good then you got it you did a good film you did your job yeah exactly um, but if it's bad you know it's it's just a film it's and, a learning experience and it's a learning experience yeah and exactly. you go on to make more so yeah totally so when did it get to the point where you were like i want to do this uh full-time full-time yeah uh, i just i'm not good at anything else <laughs> same <I'm>, uh, <laughs> dude that is 100 percent my yeah. answer yeah 100%. i'm just not good at anything else yeah. i was never one for office work i call it yeah um that can mean anything from just like jobs dealing with finances and logistics or i mean when it comes to logistics with film i'm a bit more yeah you know passionate about it but it's still yeah. not my element and it's not yeah. where i like blossom but yeah. um i just couldn't do anything <laughs> I just couldn't yeah do anything same else. um yeah i think just film it provided a really good outlet for me yeah. to just you know make art yeah tell totally. stories and i saw a career in it when mm-hmm. i think we had a guest speaker at our high school or something mm-hmm. um but he was a videographer and like he okay. shared his stuff and like he was making money off doing videos and he talked to us and obviously like he tried to inspire us, but yeah. it was just cool seeing someone like from my area yeah, actually definitely. go and do it. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And yeah. So what, what are the kind of stories that you like to tell? Hmm. Still figuring that out. <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> also my same answer to that question. <laughs> um, I mean, as of late and really in most of my films that I've made out of the few that I've made, um, mm-hmm. They tend to be about the darker sides of uh, the human mind yeah. and like, okay. you know, kind of society and, and yeah. social order and just the human condition mm-hmm. and just like, just people, just like how people are and like, yeah, what, what will people do in certain situations mm-hmm. relative to other situations and like yeah. how do people around them react? How does that spread onto others? How does that bounce yeah. back to the original person that it stems from? Mm-hmm. Just all that, I think, is what I'm... I'm just going through that phase right now, I think. Totally. You know? Is, is human nature something that you would observe growing up? Yeah, I mean, I think... Pay attention to? I think anyone, as especially filmmakers, especially if you're a director, we're always just watching people. Not in a creepy way, but just, like, wa- like watching, like, yeah. you know, what people do and, like, totally. how they react to one another and how they act against other people and, like, yeah. 
sometimes body movements and just little tiny things yeah. just like that make up someone's character and thinking how you could mold it into like a story yeah. and stuff like that yeah, yeah. What, were, what was the question originally <laughs> just like <laughs> was human nature something that you would observe as a child or yeah. pay attention to yeah i think or not so. necessarily child but just growing no, up yeah i think i was always pretty um i don't want to say aware but you know conscious like conscious, just things yeah, that, totally. that were going on around me mm -hmm. but as of late it's just you know i think there's so many avenues totally um that you can go to because i mean action movies are cool comedies are cool but yeah movies that really teach you about what we are as human yeah. beings i think that's like that's very powerful yeah so what are your, some of your favorite movies that do that i think one of my favorite movies and this is a lot of people's favorite movies but one of my favorite movies as recent has to be Moonlight. Dude, I, think I Moonlight. still need to see it. Ew. Everyone, dude, you need to see it. I know. Everyone like that I tell have, that I haven't seen it says that I need to see it. And I very much want to. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, you know, winning Best Picture and everything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, from all accounts, it looks amazing. Yeah. You know, no, it's, you know, it's amazing because we as, uh, as artists, just in general, we all have, I feel like, sort of a job. It's kind of it's sort of our job to convey empathy through our pieces, yeah, whatever we're totally. creating, because mm -hmm. that is just that's what brings the world together, in my opinion, is empathy, like seeing yeah. other people's perspectives. And Moonlight did a phenomenal job. Yeah, that. and that's something yeah. that um, I don't know if it is lacking right now, but it feels that it's lacking with you know the twenty-four hour news cycle. Everyone's screaming at each other all the time, so it's nice yeah. to see people yeah. reaching yeah. out to other people. Yeah. So how do you do that in a in a script in, in a, a movie? script? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you, it all comes down to knowing the character that you're writing and then things yeah. will blossom out of that. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what we're always, I guess that's that, the answer we're that's, always that's chasing. That's what we're all figuring out still, you know. We, yeah. we, um, we, we're trying to figure out what it means to be human. Sounds really kind of corny, but it's true. But that's exactly what it is, yeah. you know. So, and <laughs> I'm still being... doing that with my scripts. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. Exactly. And if my story resonates with someone, then it resonates with someone. If it doesn't, yeah, then, totally. you know. And that is by film. far the best feeling yeah. when someone says that because yep. it's like, oh, sweet. All of this, all this stuff I've been trying to like paid off. It yep. actually worked. You yeah, know? it's true. It's true. Because it's so hard. Like, especially something that I think about all the time is that there is, you know, millennia worth of content online. So people can always go and see what they want to see. But for someone to like take the time and see your stuff and then also go on and say like hey i actually still think about this all the time i'm like oh wow yeah. you chose it's to, special it's special it's yeah special. it like stood out to you because we yeah. all have things that stand out to us that we see right. online and whenever people are like you know when you're in a circle with friends and you're like suggesting stuff like people we all have something that we suggest and for some that for something to stick out to someone is like just because mm -hmm. no we all have feeling. things like that where we're yeah, exactly. you know, we're attached to certain things. Not everyone knows what they are, and like yeah. not everyone has seen these things, but yeah. they stick with us. So, exactly. Yeah. What's some other stuff that you that you see that sticks with you? Other movies. Other movies. Other anything movies. that you see day to day, or like um, YouTube videos, or anything. I mean, I I think as of late, I there's more music that has actually stuck with me. Than, okay. Um, gotcha. Any films? Um, one really good film that has stuck with me for a while is the movie children of men it's a huge inspiration yeah to totally me. it's such a unique look at the world like it's a reflection yeah. of our world and society which yeah, is absolutely phenomenally well done yeah but i think it's just a beautiful movie mm -hmm. but uh yeah there's there's a lot of things out there i think yeah that, what's some of the music that's that's uh making you tick right now uh, sad boy music sad boy music, <laughs> sad boy music. <laughs> nice. you know kind of like uh 
indie rock, sometimes yeah. indie electric or whatever. Like gotcha. Really soft, soft stuff. RYX is a good artist. Okay, I've heard of them. Yeah, he's nice. cool. That's awesome. I'll check him out. Yeah. Has your perspective of, or I guess how has, how have music, oh my gosh, <laughs> how have mu- movies, wow, sorry, I'm having a stroke <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh my God. It's okay. It happens. How, how have movies affected your view of the world? Is there a movie that you watch and oh. then you're like, oh, that, that, you know, mm. shows me a new perspective that changes stuff? <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. There's so <laughs> no, many. It's a very, it's a, it's a very um, broad question. <laughs> I think Boy in the Striped Pajamas is yeah. a movie that I feel like is a little underrated and kind of lost in time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as a reason, when I ask people if I've ever asked anybody about that movie, I get more no's than yes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which is interesting. That was kind of like required watching in my school, I think. Really? Something like that. Damn. I think I watched it in a class. Really good movie. Changed yeah. totally my perspective of innocence, what, yeah. what that really means to be innocent. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely, that one. I would say that one above all else. Yeah. yeah. I think innocence is an interesting topic because we're kind of actively losing it <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a gradual process that yep. starts in high school and then continues on through college. But like we're about to get our taste of the real world. You know, like oh, you're, you're a junior as well, right? I'm a junior turning senior next year. So. Yeah. So we're like almost exactly a year away. Yep, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> I really <laughs> am. Same. F- fucking crazy. It's absolutely I don't know terrifying. How the fuck time has flown by this fast. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it it's crazy. It make any sense. I wish I could yeah. go back and like tell myself to, as corny as it is, stop and smell the roses <laughs> and yeah. like just spend more time with stuff. But yeah. Damn, does it fly by? It does. It really does. <laughs> and my dad tells me it only speeds up. And I'm like, oh, I know. I'm like, please I don't, don't tell know. me that. I'm not ready for that. I know. I hear that a lot. It's like it only goes by faster. Exactly. Like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Exactly. <laughs> um, so time has flown by. And then when did you, when was pre production for the fray? Or when was the, when did the idea for the fray? Oh, come the idea to you? for the fray. Um, the idea for the fray came about, I would say, we're in what, May right now? Uh, yeah. Um, End of I would May. say last March. Okay. I thought of it. I had the initial, March of, like, March of thought, last year? Like, yeah. I was. I okay. specifically remember being in camera lighting sound. I think it was yeah, camera lighting, lighting sound. Yeah, lighting camera sound, yeah. Lighting camera sound, whatever. There. Yeah. Uh, I was in that class. Yeah. And I just had, we had to obviously create our own film, and then I thought yeah. of this film then it grew and I was yeah, like I totally. can't do this for this class <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't do that I did something else that was really shitty that's lost in the void of YouTube um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's when I got the initial idea and I started writing it for about a month okay maybe a little less um, so walk us through the concept and the idea yeah so I mean I always had reference images in my head of what I wanted the world yeah. to look like you have and, a bunch like I checked out it's thefraymovie.com right yep. yeah I was looking at that uh, before this and there's a whole bunch of, of like concept and storyboarding and stuff yes which is amazing yeah. which I you know yeah. I always love to see so um, what is the idea and what's that process like developing it because it always does right. grow like you said right, right, right. you know I think this was the first film that I did that I realized it would not be the way I wanted unless it was pulled off absolutely the right way. And that gotcha. that meant like going at pre-production with all we could for yeah. a very good amount of time. We started pre-production. We were in pre-production for, I think, six months. Damn. 
just planning things and that's awesome that's, though that's, i mean that from a from a scat student perspective it's like oh wow that's a bunch but for movies movies there are years exactly. of and you know that that's one of the things and i'll go off on this later yeah <laughs> that's one of the things that frustrates me about scat same is because we're all we're putting these classes and we're made to make films like three films for every class almost in like and, 10 weeks in a quarter and which is not near you enough you can't time. make quality content like that you yeah. just can't pump it out you can't think on it you can't continue to conceptualize exactly. it and like the whole crew situation is another discussion in yeah, itself yeah so the best projects that you can possibly make ever in life are just gonna take take planning. time and they're yeah. gonna suck your soul out of your body and yeah <laughs> how it is yeah um, but then it works out great it, then it works out great especially you're exactly if you're right happy with uh what you're doing i mean i'm not saying it can't be done obviously you can make totally. film but like you know it depends on what you're doing um yeah i mean it's just it's crazy to think that you can go from idea to finished product in 10 weeks while taking classes yeah. if we didn't have classes and some people are working jobs yeah exactly like, I some don't, people, yeah totally some people know? have jobs and classes so it's yeah. like man that's that does not leave a lot of time, no. which is why you don't, you don't see, you know, movies with like a bunch of sound design because right. they just cut it together. Exactly. And then, you know, it's like production audio, and, throw and it in. sound is so important. So and important. It is, it is half the, it is 70% of the experience. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then there's production design, which unfortunately SCAD students don't utilize yeah. to the best of their abilities, which is unfortunate. But, but you had fantastic production yes, design. Yes, well, you see. Yes. I, this goes There's, back to the beginning yes, of pre-production. There we go. Uh, the first thing that we accounted for when prepping for this film was art department. Like yeah. I, I got my production designer around the same time I got my DP. Hell yeah. Um, That's how it's supposed to be done. Because equally sure. as important. Yeah. Um, so we started prepping. For art Art took a lot of prep. Yeah, our, our, we were literally building like a world, like a little yeah. village. A little <laughs> village. We yeah. built a little village. I remember um, whenever y'all were shooting, you know, watching like Instagram stories of people on set, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, they built a whole place, yeah, <laughs> like we, a whole complex. We, we built a whole place. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the very in, in the early parts of pre-production, it was really crewing up with the right people. I got yeah. uh, Kai Dixon. He's an amazing cinematographer here. Yeah. Got, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he would be one of the most people that comes out of this uh one of the most successful people that comes yeah. out of this program yeah i've Here heard a lot SCAD. of good things um great dp he tackled uh storyboards and okay and, uh you know i really trusted him yeah. with my vision and we would have meetings upon meetings upon meetings of <laughs> yeah. what we wanted to do and like how we wanted things to look and yeah i chose him for a reason i chose him because i know that he can make beautiful work yeah, um, and that's important when you're working with people on a project this big. You have to trust. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, everyone, and not just say trust, but really like actually. You have meetings, and then you let them go, and they work, and they do their thing. Yeah, and that was the same with Jenna and mm-hmm. uh, my producer Liz and their first AD and costume mm-hmm. and all the department heads. I trusted yeah. them 100. Um, percent You can't have someone that you have to hold their hand through the whole process. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And they're all really great artists, you know, yeah. in their own right. So mm-hmm. it was really just a lot of meetings and a lot of yeah. going over the script and <laughs> talking about logistics. And people don't realize how many meetings you have to take. It's in film. it's it's like seventy percent meetings, <laughs> yeah. uh, and twenty percent production, and then exactly ten percent everything else. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a bunch of sitting down and talking to each other. Yeah, so a lot of that, a lot of Skype calls. We were in pre-production over the summer, so. Okay, nice. And then came the school year where mm. we were getting close to actually shooting the thing. Yeah. And that's when, like, it started to kick. Like, yeah. Kick in. Like, now we were in. We weren't just talking about it now. Now we're, we're all in Savannah. Now we're all in the same place. We, yeah. we're, we're all in the same place and we got to make this thing and we got to get ready to make it. Yeah. Um, art department, uh, Jenna Tooley and Calvin Herbst, the art director, mm-hmm. they started getting to work on 
the uh, settlement, the, yeah. the, the marketplace in yeah. my backyard. And yeah. they did that by going around Savannah uh, twice a week for maybe five hours a day every week up until we were shooting, Damn. gathering materials that were just on the streets. They'd go to lumber yards. They'd yeah. go wherever they could. They'd gather, like, pickup trucks full of stuff. They'd yeah. go into condemned houses that the owners, the landowners would uh, let them get into to yeah. get whatever they wanted from the house they could mm-hmm. get a house and we built this place from scratch aside from the structure like yeah. the, the fundamental um base of the whole thing yeah so what is this, so what is the how, to, how does all that like relate to the story you uh, know if you were to condense the right. idea in like a sentence like pitching it to someone it's about a father that's living in a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. amongst the settlement and within the settlement there is a uh, tournament for resources called the fray where people fight to the death and he's unfortunately stuck in a situation where he has to fight for resources um, due to his place in the world and um, he ends up having to make a choice that's a really hard choice but the only choice and the film is about what do you do when you're given two choices and neither choice is the right choice but you still have to make one Hmm. Um, how do you deal with that yeah Um, and it's a five minute film so (laughs) everything's really it's it's intense yeah and it's a reflection of what the character feels like mm-hmm. it, there's something going on all the time yeah. and it's reflect it's reflective of the character's headspace yeah. too so the, the movie is about choices and it's about okay. what choices you make and what would a world like that be where yeah. it's always a hard choice like yeah, waking totally. up to the time you go to the to when you go to bed yeah so um as all of this art art department stuff is happening what was happening on like the other ends of pre-production and planning so art departments you know they're busy um coming up with blueprints and yeah. planning um, which especially for something mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic i mean you have to have a very specific look you know like yeah. if you're shooting something that's just modern day right. love story like you can just shoot savannah right. and it looks the way exactly. it looks you know yeah we had a lot of reference material and yeah while our department was doing their thing me and kai would you know be having a lot of meetings about the the look of the film yeah and and like how we wanted that to kind of flow together and work together mm-hmm. you know making shot list um figuring out figuring out blocking um, yeah. discussing amongst you know what camera we wanted to use which mm-hmm. ended up being 16 millimeter film yeah so t- walk um, me through that decision because when it comes to you know financing right. <laughs> shooting on film right, isn't always right. you know the most popular choice but uh yeah tell me about deciding to shoot on film and like right. why you eventually went with that it was the end of spring quarter mm-hmm. and me and kai were walking out from our last class or we were walking somewhere after that class <laughs> yeah and we were talking about the fray and what we wanted to shoot it on and i had originally brought up the idea of 16 millimeter mm-hmm. um because i felt like it was a reflection of the world mm-hmm. you know it's it, 16 millimeter has grain to it it's yeah. gritty um this world is gritty mm-hmm. you know we brought up the alexa <laughs> we were thinking yeah oh, maybe we try and shoot this on the alexa yeah um and then i think you know just after sitting on it, we thought like Kai thought back to it too, and we were both sitting on it, and it turned out just film was necessary for the story. Yeah. It was this was a movie that needed to be told on film, mm-hmm. and we were ready to compromise our budget to do that because we knew that it just needed to look this way. Mm-hmm. It, it couldn't look clean, so from that point on, we just decided to do film and. You know, I feel like a lot of filmmakers are sometimes intimidated by film because one, yeah. because of the price. But it's at the end of the day, it just comes down to priorities and mm-hmm. really like, I mean, what you spend on film and the, you know, ordering it and having it processed and whatnot 
um, could sometimes be the same amount of money that you'd spend on extensions for the Alexa, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it depends where you want to put your money. Yeah, totally. Um, we just wanted to put our money towards film. And um, especially since it's so. only five minutes, that makes it a, lot, a little exactly. easier. Well, <laughs> we, uh, uh, we didn't know it was going to be five minutes. Uh, okay. uh, originally, we, we, we shot a lot. Um, I yeah. think we shot maybe 4,000 feet of film, which was, I mean, we had like two hours worth of footage. Damn. Um, maybe, no, maybe more, four hours. I, Holy uh, shit. Maybe less. I'm kind of, I don't know. It was a, <laughs> a lot, lot. A lot of film. A lot of film, yeah. Um, and we just really had, Kai was very good about planning to the T about how much film we could use mm-hmm. with each shot. Um, yeah. And that was another thing, you know, shooting this on film really forced us to know yeah. what we were going to be shooting. Exactly. And that went from storyboards yeah, to for sure. video boards and previs to mm-hmm. shot by shot breakdowns of blocking and you can't be like oh this might be cool exactly like, you, you have gotta... to know and obviously things change on set all Definitely. the time like they're yeah. always going to change on set it's a part of being in the space especially especially space like the fray where it's a space like yeah, in this space. world yeah. but we, we needed to know what we were shooting mm-hmm. um, and it was super important mm-hmm. that we had everything planned to a T and yeah. we that would we knew that if we had everything planned to a T, that when the day comes, we would have wiggle room because we yeah. knew what we wanted and what we were trying to get. I feel like, so I kind of, I directed episode three of Seth's, Seth Cunningham's Reconnection this weekend, and I learned, or I guess learned again, because I kind of knew this beforehand, that I like to do many takes, <laughs> and my yeah. first AD would agree. Right. Um, and I feel like I would be so self-conscious to do multiple takes if I knew I had like an expiration on how much I could shoot, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Now, may I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. What makes you feel like you need to do those takes again? Is it sometimes the acting or... That's a good question. Um, a lot of it is, uh, f- from this weekend, a lot of it was like minor adjustments to the acting. I mean, sometimes it would be like the camera operating like if we were doing a dolly move that had like a pan and a tilt or something in it like that could not be as smooth or like um that's fair you know like small things like that because i'm very picky about how things look you know but a lot of it would come down to just like minor changes with acting and that can come down to like that's hard yeah that's when it gets tricky as a director exactly it's trying to like tell people you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Without and saying you're ex- do, you can't say you're doing it wrong, obviously. Exactly. Um, and it comes down to like yeah. inflection of words, yeah. you know? Yep. And, I, you know, the reason I ask you that is because I feel like a lot of the time what can suck up time on a film set is um, actors. And I, it's yeah. just so what I've learned is that actors are a set. Like everyone's caught up in the camera world so much. Exactly. But yeah. f- movies aren't about cameras. They're, no one yeah. gives a shit what you shot on. Exactly. You know, hundred percent. It's about what you see on the screen. Yeah. And actors are that. They're they're exactly yeah. who you're following and what totally. you're seeing on the screen. So sometimes I, I've noticed that even me myself in my in the past and mm-hmm. uh, peers of mine, um, they'll make films without really giving two shits about who's acting in them and that can kill your film that really does and they can take up your time on set yeah exactly and we had uh we were very lucky we had fantastic actors last weekend and we we even had someone who uh, had to come on like super last minute that was like a principal role but like she ended up killing the role and doing really well and which was great but i learned that you know it's important to let actors interpret stuff themselves you know like i'm interpreting a script the dp is interpreting the script like we're all 
giving our own things you're, to you're, it. You're giving a part of your heart. Yeah, it, exactly. You know? yeah, and yeah, what I love is to see an actor do something and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. Exactly. That's amazing. And that's part of the genius of collaborative filmmaking is when exactly. you're working with great people and people you trust, yeah. they will bring things to the table yeah. that really just you know switches things up Absolutely. for the better. I love um, being surprised on yeah, set. It's so important. It's the best thing. Um, was that your first time shooting on film? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean... Uh, my first time directing on film, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was much different from the first time I shot on film, which okay. was where I was a DP um, okay. shooting film. Gotcha. Yeah, Did, but it was my first f- yeah. film, I guess you could say. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, yeah. As director, does your directing change from project to project? Um, from project to project, but also did it change with knowing that you were um, shooting on film? Um, yes, I, I knew. I knew that since we were shooting on film, and there was very little room for error yeah that i needed to really just step up to the plate and uh run shit i guess you could say which i'm not trying to sound like a fuck but that's what you have to do yeah exactly um and i couldn't be indecisive and sometimes i found that you know i can be an indecisive person yeah and i just could not be that Mm -hmm. i couldn't afford to be that my crew couldn't afford to be that i couldn't waste anybody's time yeah exactly Um, I just found myself in a position where i just needed to direct this thing and lead this team to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I gave my my soul to, to do that. Yeah, um, it was a lot of shit, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how long was the was the shoot? It was actually great. You know, we we shot for three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday we shot very early in the morning. I think yeah. the call time was like four. Oh shit! Um, but we wrapped <laughs> at uh, twelve, nice. or, or one or two, nice. or maybe before that. Now that, that was the best first day because we yeah. all got onto set. It was the only interior shots for this entire nice. film that we were Get those shooting. out of the way. Yeah. Um, and everyone was just moving, and we were yeah, doing dude. it. And it's like one of those moments where, like, I didn't need to communicate necessarily with my yeah. DP on what we were doing next. He already knew, and I was yeah. just already doing what I had to be doing. It was, exactly. It was, it was really like experience, experiencing uh, movie magic in the yeah. flesh. It was it's a really cool. Machine. Yeah. So the first day was like we got it in the bag, and we were yeah. like, okay. Like, this is what we needed. Like, mm-hmm. now we're going to go into the next two days. And the next two days came around, and they were, like, I think 12-hour days. Yeah. And they went, I mean, we we were actually on time, like, the entire Dude, time. Hell yeah. And we were on time. The We made all our days. Um, nice. I mean, things would happen on set, and we would adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. And then came the last day, and uh, it was amazing. Sad, bittersweet. But, it's always bittersweet. You know, we had this entire market to take down. Oh, yeah, um, totally. You literally have to strike set. We had an entire market to take down <laughs> and this entire fighting arena. We had to call a du- like a industrial dump truck to come <laughs> oh, to the set so we could do all that shit. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Every We had so many extras and so many hands, and mm. every single person on that set was just helping take yeah. it down. I bet and that was really cathartic. It was, but we got <laughs> this thing taken down in like 30 minutes. Damn, like, dude. The whole thing, and it took us like... <laughs> Days to put up six hours yeah. or like a whole day to put up. Our yeah. department was working on that, and we were just throwing stuff in this dump truck. And like yeah. the guy in the dump truck is saying, "Like, yo, stop, stop! Like, too much! Like, there's too much stuff, and this <laughs> thing holds much. like tons of shit." Yeah, um, <laughs> a very cathartic experience, a yeah. bittersweet experience, but um, it was a great. Great filmmaking experience. I think yeah. everyone on that set had a very good time too, which yeah. is, which was amazing. So, how did shooting on film affect your post production process? Not too much. Okay. Um, I mean, when film comes back, it comes back in one big file. You know, it's not gotcha. like little files. Okay. Um, it's one long one because and then you have to cut it up, and, and then yeah. you have to cut it up 
but you know when you relink the footage it takes a yeah. long time because yeah. it's going through everything um but the only difference really aside from like post-production workflow is waiting for that film to come back yeah and hoping that nothing's yeah wrong with it. if something's wrong i mean that happened on a film that i shot Mm-hmm. Where it came back and there was a, a light leak in the gate throughout all oh. the frames. Um, we'll never make that mistake again. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good to learn that like stuff that now. Happen on film. Yeah, and it's absolutely. Permanent. You know, you can't. Yeah. Go back and you can go back and shoot it, but you're going to spend the same amount of money that you did yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. Um, so really, the only difference was just waiting for the footage. Uh, yeah. And that was just like anxiety. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, but then when you get it back this. and it looks amazing, I bet that's the best feeling. Yeah. You know, Kai, it actually got delivered to Kai's house because he had sent it out. Okay. Um, and then when we got it back, he uh, he put a LUT on it and he color graded it a little bit. And yeah. he just sent me the dailies with color and everything. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. We... We fucking did it. Yeah. Dude, what's that feeling <laughs> to see to see something that you've been working on for months and you finally um, are like, there it is. You know, I've never experienced it before. This was my first narrative. My first, what I would consider my first real narrative. Yeah. You know, this was the first time that I was going in full full force. Yeah. Spearheading into a production. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. It was, yeah. I can't describe a better, more euphoric feeling. That's than awesome. Seeing your vision that yeah. you have had in your mind for so long almost reflected up onto a screen verbatim i mean it yeah. never is that your vision always changes yeah absolutely but just seeing that world come to life it was it was amazing yeah yeah about especially with something that is such a world like the yeah. fray where it's yeah. you know it's post-apocalyptic and you built this you know town yeah <laughs> and stuff and fighting her in and everything right. um i'm sure to see that come to life is just you know yeah, it was crazy we actually one of the days um i was a a, a very adamant director about mm-hmm. getting a horse onto set because <laughs> okay. i felt like i'm sure your producers loved that they, you know what i said it to them very early on i was like there's going to be a horse and <laughs> it's important that there is a horse and they yes. immediately wondered why like yeah why of course the fuck does we have ten thousand dollars maybe like why uh why do we need a horse <laughs> yeah like i just said like you know it's it, it would exist in the world and yeah part of this film is having people have an experience and yeah. little details like that would just i mean you see a horse there and you don't question that it's there it's there yeah. and subconsciously that does something to you where you know you just you don't question the place you you it, it resonates as authentic and yeah totally. that, that was really important with the film but it's mm-hmm. just one of those little details where i was like i need a horse and everyone thought i was fucking crazy <laughs> we ended up getting a horse nice. so it worked out but it was nice. cool awesome yeah i'm glad you got the horse <laughs> i'm glad i got the horse <laughs> yeah. too yeah. so what did you learn about yourself as a person but also just as a filmmaker throughout the whole process oh <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself. I yeah. will say that. I definitely learned um, my limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just also learned how to communicate a vision and work with people. You know? Yeah. A lot of people. It yeah. Was, it was a big production. There was over, I believe there was over 100 people on set for one of the days. Whoa. And, that's and insane, including dude. extras. Damn. Um, and, you know, overall in the production, there's over 100 people in the credits. Yeah. Um, that's not including post-production and the people in pre-pro that were were not on set. Wow. Just working, just being at the helm of a project like that just yeah. helped me grow tremendously as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it did give me some confidence. Um yeah, uh, you know, just to be able to know that like things like this are possible, and you can yeah. create whatever you want as long as you are within your means and you're not yeah. stubborn or ignorant to 
yeah. what limitations will ultimately be. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think a huge part of it too is learning how to work with other people, you know, like yeah, um, absolutely. really taking people's ideas, not with just a grain of salt, like really yeah. like taking people's ideas into consideration and yeah, implementing totally. that within the story yeah. uh, to the betterment of the film. So Yeah. yeah. Well, what were the, some of the, some of the limitations that y'all had to deal with? I mean, you know, just how big we wanted to make this world yeah. because so, man, so much of the ambition of this film derived from where it takes place yeah Um, so it's just really like how do we how do we sell Mm -hmm. this as real yeah while being absolutely students you know yeah without having money like how yeah like how much can we consolidate how much can we push yeah um because i'm sure people hear ten thousand. i think that's a lot that's nothing that's that's nothing. nothing. That's not. That's not even the crafty budget on an indie film set. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's not. We gotta it's, feed, especially feeding. No. Damn, dude, feeding a hundred people. Mm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we had to cut some deals. I, 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 I directed a commercial for one of the women that catered us in order for us to nice. get a good deal on. Hell yeah, dude. On catering. So yeah, people don't always think about that. You yeah. know, you gotta feed all these people. Yeah. Getting equipment and the set to set. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's a whole set of logistics, the materials to buy the set. Exactly. Not buy the set, but buy the materials to build the set yeah um i mean i could just go on permits yeah. as a whole other discussion oh, in and of itself yeah um, paperwork so you know i get when you really get into the meat and bones of making a movie and mm. making a running a production um it gets expensive yeah and and um it gets time consuming and totally and, you know that all goes back to reproduction, just prepping yeah. and, and knowing what you're getting exactly. into. And I'm sure having like six months of pre-pro really helped. Yep. You know, yep. because then you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. Were there any like crazy on-set problems that like you had to in the minute um, in the minute had to come up with a solution? You know, uh, anything go wrong? I wouldn't say problems. Okay. I don't think any problems came up on set, but there were situations from time to time. Yeah. Uh, especially leading up to the shoot, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to shoot in the back of a car. To, okay. With the two oppon- opponents arriving to the set, arriving okay. to the village. And we found out from the chief of police in the city of Savannah that we could not do what we wanted to do. Yeah. So this whole beginning shot, which was a super important part of the film and what leads into the beginning of this world, we just couldn't do. We had to yeah. fit it in somewhere else. Gotcha. So kind of just working around that and figuring out, like, you know, just rearranging things. Um, yeah. That was something that I think stood out to me in particular. Yeah. But as far as problems on set, I mean, nothing on the day of. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. A lot yeah. of sets have uh, horror stories. Yeah, no, this this set was a, uh, I don't want to call it a one-hit wonder because I hope <laughs> it's not, but I mean, yeah. things just went so wonderfully That's and awesome, everyone dude. was on the same page. And that it, means it you've got great. a good team behind you. So oh, yeah, I have an amazing team behind yeah. me. I hope. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I that's hope really I good can, to hear. Uh, work on everything with them. They're phenomenal, dude. That's always the best. Finding those mm-hmm. people and you're like, I want to work with you forever. Yeah, that's yeah. always the best feeling. And I think the most valuable thing about film school is you meet the people that you exactly. want to work with. Exactly, know? and especially you know at this level, like it all comes down to who you work with. Absolutely, um, the fray wouldn't be what it is had I not had the crew I had with me. Yeah, um, each individual person specifically. You know, yeah, it just would not have happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I give it up. I, I really give up the success of this film, if there is any, uh, later later down the line, mm-hmm. uh, to my crew because yeah. they're the ones that you know they made it happen. I, you can't make a film by yourself. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, without them, it's just an idea exactly. in your head, exactly. which isn't worth that much. You know, <laughs> it's not worth anything unless you're a writer. Yeah, then maybe. Then but, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are you completely done with post? Um. You see, that's been an interesting. I would like to remind discussion. you, it does premiere in a few days when we're recording. It does this. premiere. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, for now, 
be. And I say that because... Are you going to do another pass? I just stuff? want... There's sometimes little details that yeah. um, just need... They need to be there. Um, yeah. And uh, I like to say art's never finished. It's only abandoned. Because yes. whenever you're doing something... I mean, I've watched The Fray more than anybody. <laughs> anyone I've ever will, watched, yeah. No, more than anyone ever will. <laughs> I probably have watched The Fray as many times as anyone like that knows about it has watched the trailer or knows yeah, about it. Like, exactly. I just watched it so yeah. many times. <laughs> and doing that, like I don't like the film anymore. <laughs> I yeah, think exactly. It's, I mean, I love the film. Of course. Um, I think it's an awesome, awesome piece. But every time you watch it, you work, see but, the mistakes you know, it's, it's, it's my work, and I'm not particularly thrilled about seeing my stuff a yeah. million times, so I'm always yeah. picking out little things and, yeah. and uh, critiquing it um but it's in a very good place right now at sound nice um and it, it's ready to go to festivals so awesome that's the next step but that's awesome um, at one point i'm just gonna have to let it go and start the next one yeah well, i don't know what professor was at scab but some film professor told me films are not released they escape and yep. that's just you yep. gotta i could work on the movie i could work on my first short film forever you know yep. but you just gotta let it go. Yeah, I gotta let it go. Gotta let and it I go. gotta remind myself like there's gonna be more films and hopefully there will be Exactly. You know, just as amazing yeah. experiences. That's very yeah. important to remember because I think some people will they'll shoot something and then it doesn't turn out the way they want to and they get really discouraged. But like yeah. you just make another one. Yep. You, you yep. take what you learned. Yep. And even I mean, you're gonna learn stuff even on a film that, you know, goes really well. I'm sure that was a huge learning experience and now you can use that to make even better and even better and even better. Exactly. You know? Exactly. This was a humongous learning experience. I think above all else, that is the greatest thing to have come out of this experience. This production is just how much I've learned and I'm going to keep learning. You know, we're all so young in our, in our art careers and professional careers. Um, we keep learning. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love about film school and like doing this podcast and meeting all these people is that like, I feel as if sometimes that can be a perception that people don't want to show. Like some people want to look like they have it all figured yeah. out. But like, yeah, here's the thing: no one has it figured out. Yeah, At least absolutely. I, I think that you go throughout life always figuring it out until yeah. the day you die. Everyone, yeah. everyone, uh, it's it's popular to hear when you're in high school and growing up mm-hmm. and getting into college and being in college um, that you have to have your life figured out yeah. once you're out of here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you don't. Yeah, uh, no one does. <laughs> no, no, no one, one does. has their if life. If they say they do, out. they are lying. They are lying, or they <laughs> inherited money. Those are the two fucking. Those are the two yeah. things. They're lying, or they were born into they wealth. They were born into wealth. That is the only. Uh, no one. You don't Dude, figure that it is out. So you know? true. And even yeah. if you do have it like that, where you're born into it, you you still have a lot of figuring yeah. out to do as far as soul searching and exactly. figuring out who you are as a person. So are, no, yeah. no one figures anything out ever. I think it's that. I think that's part of the human condition Definitely. that I find so fascinating. Going okay. back to that, but um, hell yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know that's awesome. Yeah. So, are you looking forward to watching it with a, a room full of people for the first time? Because that is very different yeah. than watching it yourself. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, very. Um, I am. I'm excited. I'm. I'm a little nervous. Um, yeah. You know, it's just that sense of, I guess, being vulnerable. Like, your yeah, work totally. is up on the screen. Everyone's yeah. seeing it. You can't like pause it. Um, yeah, not that I would do it. that. Not that exactly. I, I can't pause it and be like, so, like, guys, this happened because just what? Like, <laughs> totally. You know, you, people love to try to explain exactly. Things. So yeah. just let people watch it. And exactly. sometimes that's just uh, the most nerve-wracking part. Is just you know. There are amazing films that are made today yeah. that get ripped apart. Um, yeah, dude. And granted, not every film is good, but so yeah. much heart and soul goes into the exactly. making of every film that, uh, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. But I'm excited. Yeah. So what's the what's the future for the Frey hold after this weekend? 
Um, so we're going to be sending it off to festivals. Nice. Uh, do you have any off the top of your head that do. you know you want to hit? We're trying to submit it to South by Southwest nice. and uh, Tribeca or yeah. Sundance, one or the other. Nice. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have a few others lined up. We have mm-hmm. Rain Dance, uh, Slam Dance Film Festival. Nice. Um, Hamptons Film Festival, uh, Bushwick. It's, you know, we have a pretty extensive yeah. list. Um, but, of course, we have, like, the top tier ones that we're yeah. aiming to hit. Of course. Um, and, you know, if, if things go well... Uh, at any of these festivals, yeah. by any chance, um, we have a uh, feature in, in the works being developed as we really? speak. So okay. I've been working on that. Um, is it the same world as The Fray? Same world as The Fray. Okay. Uh, different story. Gotcha. Different story. And it's it's the same world, but it's grown into so much more. Nice. Um, but, you know, that's always a what if. Uh, totally. But we have it. So if someone is nice. interested, we just have something. And awesome. that, that's important. So, Dude, if it, if it ever goes in development, let me know. And you can come back on and talk about that. Absolutely. That'd I'd be, awesome. be so excited to do that. That'd be phenomenal. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I just want to remind everyone, this weekend, if you're, again, if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, Go there today. I think it shows at 4 p.m.? It, it will show... In that block, so at least. It, around that time, around 4 p.m. The okay. thing is with the festival is we don't have specific times yeah. um, for everyone to come out. Only yeah. because we really want this to be... <laughs> sounds messed up. We want this to be an experience where you come and you kind of just have to watch everyone's. And you're Hell not yeah. there no, for dude, one that's film. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so it's like you come and you, you, we told you what you're coming for. Yeah. So just come. That's um, awesome. So, so are y'all going to have like Q&As afterwards? Uh, I don't think we're going to have Q&As, but okay. we are going to have time for the directors to come up and talk a little bit about their nice. films very briefly and then introduce the next. But uh, yeah, I mean, after the short film block, mm-hmm. there is a restaurant. Um, I'll shout them out really quick. I forget. I can't shout them out. I don't know their name. Never mind. <laughs> um, but there, whoever's at the festival, there is yeah. going to be a restaurant. Oh, it's called Agave. They're okay. giving forty percent off um, anyone with wow. a bracelet that gets into the festival before the screening of Nesting Dolls, which is a feature film. Feature film uh, premiering there that um, a few of our friends worked yeah. very hard on in the past three years. Uh, developing and making yeah. and finally now releasing yeah um, and it looks great so. yeah i know my friend uh who was on set this weekend creator seth. of the thing seth was, seth on, was it. on it yeah. yeah that's awesome dude mm-hmm. well um is there anything of course other than the fray that you want to plug before we head on out um yeah just uh <laughs> stay in touch keep in the loop with uh you know if you follow the fray instagram it is yeah. the fray movie uh the, th- the frame motion Instagram. picture. The frame motion picture. Wes knows my Instagram better than I do. <laughs> I sure that do. That is a problem. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of research. <laughs> but it, it is that Instagram. And just yeah. uh, if you can't make it to off the block, um, yeah. just look at the website and hopefully there'll be a screening new, near you in the near future. Okay, sweet. So you'll post those to the frame that'll movie.com, be, that'll right? That'll be on the website. Yeah. Awesome. Well, links to links to your Instagram and all the fray stuff is in the description. Thank you so much for coming on. It looks awesome. Thank you. It man. looks like one of the more professional and like you know fine-tuned things that i've seen at scad because like we were talking about with our schedule here some stuff can just be like quickly thrown together but it it looks you know it looks pretty damn good awesome. so i'm um, excited for everyone to see it i'm, I'm yeah, excited dude. for people to experience yeah um, and i just want to commend y'all for making off the block because that's something not to go on this tangent but that frustrates me about the savannah film festival is that it's done through SCAD, but it's all about celebrities. Like, there's not we can we can submit for free as students, which is great. But like, I don't know. It's film, not about the students. It's not about the students at all. It's yeah. about like Robert Pattinson coming and like that's cool and all. And and yeah. I love to see you know like Barry Jenkins coming and talking. And it's it's great to to talk with like 
industry people. Um, but it's not a time and a place where students get to experience each other's work. 100%. Unless, you know, you have one film out of maybe a bunch that get in that are yeah. scad films. Um, exactly. So yeah. I think it's great that y'all are like doing it yourself because that's what, you know, that's just what I love about it. I mean, I feel like we've always needed something other than the totally. showcase to kind of just, yeah. as a community, you know, I feel yeah. like the film community is pretty tight knit yeah. in, just in general. Absolutely. You know, so. And like you were saying, that's an experience that a lot of people haven't felt is having their stuff shown in an actual theater. Right. Because it's so much different than sending someone like a YouTube link. It's so much you different. You know, like it's a full theater, popcorn coke, yeah, and you've got popcorn sound and everything. Coke. Shout like, out to uh, <laughs> Regal Coca-Cola team. They exactly. won. They sure did. Great job, guys. Great exactly. job. Exactly. In the past, but great job. Yes. Anyways. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. It. Thanks for coming on. Um, be sure to check it out this weekend. Like I said, details are in the in the description. And we'll we'll catch up with you whenever you got got that feature in the works. And I'm sure, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be, too. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. And have a good weekend, everyone.